0: I always wanted to know who the best player was on tour simply because I wanted to actually work as hard. And then I ran into a, a little guy by the name of George Knudsen out of Canada. And I watched him hit the golf ball. I watched him with the wide stance, taking the club back way inside,
1: releasing the club.
0: Hello, welcome to the One weekly edition of the McKellar Golf Podcast. Uh, my name is Lawrence Stonegan and I'm joined as always by my good friend, Mr. Jeff
2: Shackelford. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing well. The uh, I'm A little bit of a shocker last night. We had a 4.3 here. I uh, I woke up at the very end of it. It was a very odd one. They always are in the middle of the night. It's, uh, it's oh, kind of the most dispiriting thing about earthquakes. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about your GPA, 4.3. No, but... no, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs>
0: Don't they have great inflation at Pepperdine? Uh, anyway, listen, before we go on with the show, just a quick mention uh, to everybody who's listening to go to mckellarmagazine.com, uh, buy your copy of the latest issue of McKellar number six with uh, Morgan MacLeod's wonderful photograph uh, of uh, of uh, Muirfield Muirfield's gates on the front page or the cover. Uh, so there's that, mckellarmagazine.com. You can also buy your various bits and pieces of uh, McKellar merch, uh, great t-shirts, good hats, uh, you can also get our box set, uh put all your lovely uh, copies on McKellar in a wonderful presentation box set and put it on your bookshelf. Uh, also, uh, while we're in the business of selling, uh, Jeff, uh, I, if I can say this, Jeff, uh, you do a great uh, a newsletter on Substack, uh, The Quadrilateral. Um, I'm a subscriber. My subscription recently got renewed. We talked about it. Thanks for the notification that I was about to be. Uh, be renewed. Charged. That's okay. I'm happy to pay the money. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to the Quadrilateral, then I suggest you do. It's a really brilliant way to keep up with uh, what's going on uh, in the majors, um, but it's really golf. It's just uh, every aspect of golf. The Quadrilateral.
2: What's the uh, URL, Jeff? Uh, Quadrilateral.substack.com There you go. Or just search the word, and it'll come up. I'm selling your... uh, Newsletter more than himself and McCallor. Uh, I know, yeah. I know, and then you didn't even say the last issue was the best uh, issue I think yet, but yeah, at least I enjoyed it the most. Uh, I mean, I've enjoyed everyone, but I thought it was the best one. The and uh, we're top, uh, top, to bottom, beginning and just every article was fantastic, uh,
0: including mine on uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh,
2: yeah, the
0: economic benefits uh, that golf brings to peripheral economies, with reference oh, to yeah. the, the new St Patrick's links at Rossopenna. Uh, if you haven't been there, get there. Uh, anyway, listen, we'll, we will crack on. Uh, later on the show, we have a friend of the pod, uh, Ian Carter of the BBC, who is in Dubai. We spoke to Ian about the uh, the breaking news at the time last night that uh, uh, Patrick Reid had thrown a tee at Rory McElroy. Um Anyway, we wake up this morning and there's a video of the said incident and Rory's given a press conference. So, uh, as I say, we, we talked to Ian about that, but we talked to him about lots of other stuff as well, so you'll get that near the end of the show. But I guess you and I, Jeff, should... Uh, well I'm guessing you've you know you've seen the video on a scale of right. 1 to 10 how shocked and appalled were
2: you? <laughs> uh I was tickled. Is that, yeah. does that can I can I put that down as my reaction? It's fantastic. Um, uh it's just what you'd hope uh what somebody like Patrick Reed deserves to be to be snubbed and then to be stupid enough to not understand uh why he's being snubbed. Uh, a couple of things
0: sprung to mind. Uh, it's all over Twitter this morning, but the uh, credit to I think it's Ten Golf, who actually the outfit that actually had the 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 footage and posted it. I think to their YouTube channel. Silly, silly people! You got to post it to all your channels if you want the if you want the credit. But uh, we'll certainly give them the credit. Uh, the other thing is, how come Harry Diamond is so disloyal? Why was he so friendly towards Patrick?
2: oh you know it's somebody walks up to you on the range and you know, it shakes your hand and harry didn't get a subpoena on christmas eve to to, to appear for a deposition so uh i i would imagine yeah no you're right bones or uh stevie williams would have would have uh you know shifted the body a little bit just to make sure to send the message not to get near my man but you know uh harry's a nice a nice lad the uh is there any greater takeaways from? I guess
0: Rory's press press conference had a couple of real beauties in it. The fact that he was served with a subpoena on Christmas Eve was uh, was quite something, wasn't it?
2: It, it is. I mean, I, I get the press releases from the attorney Larry Clayman, so I, I'm kind of up on it, and I, I I'm I'm aware of, um, uh, and I haven't really been sharing them because these lawsuits are so ridiculous. But and and just so people understand, there's two cases. He's representing Patrick Reed in one, and then he's got this antitrust case against the PGA Tour, and that's where the subpoenas for, for Rory and Tiger Woods, he's tried to serve Tiger Woods five times, he sent a press release on that, uh, uh, detailing that, and, and it's, just, it's, 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 so, it's just gross. And so, yeah, so um, Rory's uh, anger and, and annoyance is, is completely understandable.
0: Uh, what about uh, somebody chased down Reed on the range this morning and uh, he was asked about the lawsuit of the, the serving of subpoena and he said, nothing to do with me. That, that doesn't seem very believable.
2: Well, it technically is not his case, but it's the same lawyer and uh, he's feeding this guy information. And and if you read some of the documents in the Reid case. Uh, for, it feels like filler, where the, he's bringing over paragraphs from the antitrust thing. So it's the same person, same, o- uh, operation, but more importantly, the, that, that whoever, let's see, it was uh, somebody from golf digest. I don't know which, who's, who was, um, who tracked him down for the quote. I just saw, saw it on Twitter. I haven't had a chance to look it up, but anyway, the quote was, he saw me, this is Patrick and yeah. he decided not to react. It's unfortunate because we've always had a good relationship but it's one of those things. If you're going to act like an immature little child, then you might as well be treated like one. Okay, Patrick. <laughs> wow, what a I mean, you talk about living in a in a fantasy land of delusion that's that's really unprecedented. And we've had some golfers pretty disconnected from reality, but this is next level. I mean, I know we only play uh,
0: psychologists on on a podcast, Jeff, or not real psychologists, I mean. Wh- I mean, Reid just seems to have this history of uh, failing to read the room. It's, it's kind of weird, isn't it?
2: Ah, uh, yes. It's relentless. It's never ending, and it gets instead of getting better, it gets worse. And uh, you know, I'd like to say this is a product of part of kind of the whole shift in the game to the players first mentality, and and the players are everything, and they grow the game, and they're above the game, and um, but this is. On another level, the way he behaves and 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 how clueless he is about uh, how these things play out and what they mean, and uh, not having any sense that that would be something to just stay stay away from is. Uh, and he may not be aware of the subpoena being served on Christmas Eve, but he has to know. He has to know his attorney is doing these things because they're in. They're clearly in discussion. You see the documents. They're having all sorts of uh, communications about all these, he's, you know, because the two cases are trying to sort of be the same thing. Uh, it started as Brandel Shambly in one, and one, and the other one started as this antitrust sort of looking like an audition to have live golf, uh, bring him in or something. It's, it's, uh, and now he's, they're just, yeah, there's total crossover. So, um, so he, he, Patrick he can- needs to understand that that's, um, uh, he, you know, and and then, so anyway, it's, it's a, it's a mess.
0: He, uh, he did the same thing with the the pairings, the Ryder Cup pairings as well, didn't he? Completely, I just failed to read the room. It's so it's so. St-
2: well, yeah. Let's just remember that Tiger had to carry him around Le Golf National, and then he then he goes and and bitches about that. And I mean, just uh, the guy he claimed to worship. I mean, it's 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 beyond belief. And um, I'm writing in the newsletter that my next piece. I've, I've just started working on it in my news and notes, and I'm I'm kicking off with a. With a, a something I've been wanting to get off my chest for a while, which is he just should not be invited to the champions dinner at the at the Masters. It's one of the one of the great traditions for those players, and and they've been nice enough to share parts of it, the club, the the imagery, and kind of give us a sense. Uh, but it's really a private thing for those players, and it's so cool that they get to do that. And um, I don't I don't see Tigers showing up if Patrick Reed's going to be there, and I think we know who uh chairman ridley and ben crenshaw would rather have at the dinner (laughs) so and that's what happened at the open championship this year lawrence the players were the ones who told the rna we don't want greg norman there we don't we don't want him there and he's gonna pass out brochures and he's gonna hawk his his wares and uh, uh plus he hadn't been coming to the dinner so it was the players who stepped up and demanded that and uh Said they wouldn't come, and uh, I reported in the newsletter. I don't know which players, but I think you can take yeah, it. I think. <laughs> uh, who didn't want him there. And so I, I assume the same thing will happen in Augusta, and and. Um... You know, Phil at least knows knows where to draw the line on some of this stuff, but Patrick, I mean, what an embarrassment. I mean, I was reading – this is what it's come to, Lawrence. I've been reading up on what, what's required to pass the test to to be able to, to, to serve somebody with papers just in case, you know, Patrick takes the test and comes with his green jacket and pulls the papers out of his uh, coat pocket. well um... What's the chances of the? Uh, well, a couple of questions actually. What's the I chan- don't think he passed the test, by
1: the way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: well, dude, I, want to, I mean, you you know more about Augusta National than I do in the Masters than I do. Uh, has there been, been in recent memory have
2: there been any dinners where there's that kind of free zone of awkwardness? Nope. No never I've looked I've looked and uh, I even went back last year Angel Cabrera was still a player invited to the uh but not attending he was on the scoreboard as invited but not in attendance I, I can't remember the exact wording but it's something to that effect oh
0: I, I think the uh I, if my memory says go back to 2006 post 2005 when remember when uh Fiji and Phil get into it over the right. uh, the spike marks. I wonder if that would probably have been cleaned up by the time their next Masters yeah, came. out. no, around. they
2: they yeah the next year they they were at the uh, they still did the dinner and and they've they've done they've dealt with little situations like this, but this is different when you're when you're trying to subpoena people and Rory of course is not at the Champions dinner because he hasn't won, but Tiger is, and Tiger as we know in the last few years has really opened up about. Uh, the importance of that dinner, how much it means to him. You know, he used to kind of ne- never suggest such a thing, and yeah, as he's faced uh, some uh, some some issues, uh, many of his uh, his own doing. He he, but he's also realized how special that that night is, and same with the one at the um, at the RNA this year. He that means something to him, and so I got to think he has already communicated this to Fred Ridley that he does not want to see that uh, that guy show up.
0: Uh, what is the, given how
2: much Augusta national cherishes
0: its, its uh, traditions and lineage, uh, what, what are the actual prospects of them? Do you know, disinviting a champion. I mean, I know they did it with Phil last year, but Phil didn't, Phil wasn't on the premises. I think we can assume that Patrick Reed will be on the premises.
2: Right. He, yeah. I don't know I that there will be a challenge for them because uh, again, he's just so delusional and so unaware of, of, what these things mean. And yeah, it could come to where they just, i mean, Scotty Scheffler made the joke. He made the joke. It was, it was, and it pissed me off because it was going to be my, one of my April fool's posts, uh, about the live guys, you know, having like the little junior kids table, (laughs) you know, when the parents sit at the big table with the wine and then the kids are over at the little mini table and he made the joke that that's where Bubba and the guys would be. Well, I wouldn't put it past them that they put them in a little separate room there, no, and then, and but he still has to deal with them in the champions' locker room, which is a tiny little room. I've had the privilege of once time getting to go up and see it before, when the when the club was not yet open. It's tiny, Lawrence. You can't miss anybody in that room. Um, so, wow, yeah. Tiger's just, uh, he's just got to be in a play, especially, and and the the key here is Tiger has done a lot to try and, and he played a lot of practice rounds with him. I'm not going to say he mentored him, but he tolerated him when other people were not tolerating him. And so to get this nonsense on top of, of the, the Ryder cup thing in 18, uh, which was, which which was just so uh, he was the only guy who was willing to play with him. And I, that, I believe that's now come out that that's, you know, Jim Farrick has, has in his own way, made that clear, uh, all these different things. And then to have this guy, having somebody show up, uh, at, at your gate, and then filing all these things with the court that you're eluding uh, the the service of the the subpoena. I mean, it's just it's disgusting. The guy's just awful. Go the, away. Uh, yeah, credit to Tiger. Tiger, you did the same with Bubba Watson. He played with Bubba when nobody wanted to play with Bubba. Right, as well. right, yeah. and Bryson too. Don't yeah. forget him. So, um, and I know in part he was a little bit entertained by these guys, and and in part he saw some things he might pick up from yeah. them and, and all that, but still he, some of those guys were showing up at the tee bright and early and yeah, the Bubba one. Yeah. Tiger's like, think, what am I, you know, what do you do <laughs> I mean, I can't be a total jerk here. It's six in the morning and six 15 and the guy's here and like, all right, well, we'll let him yeah. tag along. I think that's what, that was a Bubba trick.
0: Before we move on, well, we'll come back to Rory in a second, but the, uh, a lawyer in the midst of all this, uh, Larry Cleveland he is, um can, can you maybe start off, I mean I did a bit of research this morning, if anybody's interested, go, go and look at the Southern Poverty Law Centre, they've got a long uh, excerpt on on this guy's career, who is this guy and I mean, he seems he's pretty litigious, isn't he?
2: I think that's an understatement, Lawrence, <laughs> yeah, he's famous for just, just filing uh, lawsuits left and right and they're full of mistakes and uh, they're goofy and it, it's just some unbelievable stuff. And I don't really know why he started getting into golf exactly. Um, he Because Patrick Reed was actually he had actually started this antitrust stuff a little before that. And then the Reed camp found him and. Of course, he filed the the Reed case in Houston um, and then moved it to Florida when it when it became apparent that the the, the judge in Houston was was their worst nightmare. The guy carries the rules of golf around with him (laughs) when he plays golf. (laughs) You you couldn't if if you wrote this in a novel, people would just just laugh it off. But um, so, no, I don't I have not. Well, um, uh, I know enough that, you know, he's been suspended in the Washington, D.C. area and course he was big on obama and his his the birther thing and and sued his mother and all this other stuff it's uh it's quite
0: a a well i wrote a quick bio down he founded some an outfit called judicial Watch, which is pretty famous in american uh, political circles it's a very extreme right wing kind of made its name during the clinton administration i think they sued clinton various members of the clinton family uh, i think it's 18 20 times or something like that it's the southern uh, poverty law center calls him a gadfly a, a racist a frivolous litigator a conspiracy theorist uh he's banned for life by in 1992 banned for life by judge william duffy uh, Ke- william duffy keller in his california court uh banned the same year banned by a new york district judge uh, 2014 agreed to be censured by the dc bar Two thousand and twenty DC Barr suspended his license for ninety days in order to complete a class on legal ethics. Uh, that's, again eighteen. Actually, he represented Jennifer Flowers. That's one. That's one for the. Uh, that's mm. one for the the young crew. Jennifer Flowers was a famous Bill Clinton's mistress back in the day. Uh, just a quick. Uh, I mean, the stuff on Obama. He was at the forefront of the Obama birth, birtherism stuff. He uh, there's some just just some outrageous quotes. Actually, along the way, he is sued, get this list, Bloomberg, Google, Apple, Amazon, Robert Mueller, the, the Federal Communications Commission, his own mother for 50 grand over med- medical <laughs> care that he provided for the grandmother, Rod- <laughs> Roger Stone. I mean, it's amazing he sued Roger Stone. Um, he su- su- sued the organization that he founded, the Judicial Watch. He sued Rachel Maddow. He sued Esquire Magazine. He sued OPEC, Hugo Chavez. And he finally sued Iran for ten trillion dollars. Uh, he called Obama the Muslim in chief. No other quote more than no other Muslim has done as much to further Allah's goal of a Christian and Jew free world. As I say, he was at the forefront of the of the uh, of the uh, Birther, the, yeah. the whole birtherism thing. So when yeah. you read, if you're listening to this and you're reading up on. The live lawsuits, the Patrick Reed lawsuits, and you come across the name of Larry Clayman. Well, I think, I mean, I I offer this information without prejudice, of course, but um, that's that's who Larry Clayman is. So there you go. at um, uh, uh, the other uh, nuggets uh, you've read the transcript, Jeff, from, from Rory. Uh, was there any other
2: uh, falling out
0: related nuggets in there?
2: Uh, Sergio, uh, and he will not be um, having dinner during the match play in Austin at the uh, at Sergio's favorite Mexican restaurant. Uh, they're done. Uh, he was asked about that uh, in the context of uh, if he were to be picked by Luke Donald for the Ryder Cup team, and made clear that's that's the that's not his uh, <laughs> his his pre- uh, preference list. Of course, Rory's influence on the
0: Ryder Cup is long established. I mean, he was the one who got. Uh... When Darren Clark came in and tried to, at the last minute, and tried to take that uh, Ryder Cup captaincy from Paul McGinn. I think it was Rory who put his foot down. Um, so mm. I'm not saying he picked a Ryder Cup captain, but he's certainly influential. If he was influential in 2014, he's certainly going to be incredibly influential in t- 2023. Uh, the other one, I, again, I, this is a podcast. It's an audio-related uh, forum, but it, it, go to the... Uh, it's all over again. All over Twitter. There's a there's a a, a short excerpt from Rory's presser in which uh, I think it's Ber- is it Bernie Maguire asked the question. I think it is.
2: Um, I believe I that uh, the the, uh, the gibberish sounded familiar. Yes. The.
0: Uh, I'm and reading
2: a, the question in print, it, it it's not from somebody who speaks much English. Uh,
0: <laughs> credit uh, to ASAP Sports for the transcript. Uh, Q is. Uh, <laughs> But I won't read the whole question out. But no, the, don't. The question no. is, sorry to take the subject of Patrick, blah, 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 blah. And then it goes, uh, answer, Rory McIlroy, brackets, incredulous facial expression. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that pretty much sums up the video. If you haven't seen it, go, go and have a look. Really, uh, re- really, really good. Uh, excited to see Rory back. Again, we talk about it with Ian later on, but uh, you and I together, it's, it's just we can just exchange little pleasantries about this. Pretty excited, isn't
2: it? To see Rory back playing golf uh yeah yeah what do you what do you want i mean it's it's january still uh i you know i cover the majors now lawrence but yes it's nice all right that's right playing again and he'll be i'll be more excited when he turns up here he loves riviera and la and uh hopefully we have nice weather and it's going to be a great week but um yeah no it's nice to see him playing in europe and and last week's event was sensational and uh the finish and this will be it looks like a far more interesting event than than the, the the pga tour event uh unfortunately it's on for us on the west coast and some i'm gonna have to record it but um uh yeah good field good enough field and it's a place he has a history and has played well and we'll see what he's been doing in the off season and and i'm sure he's he's added some some muscle but it sounds more importantly like he's refreshed and he certainly was not um, holding back in his press conference. So he's back into his his vocal ways. I love it. Well, it's that whole thing about he had, he really does have zero fucks to give, doesn't he? he really- <laughs> yeah, I felt that was really the takeaway of this press conference was he actually had more than ever, uh, which I love. And, and, uh, but he backs it up and uh, good for him. Yeah, uh, here. Uh, okay, uh, we'll, we'll leave uh, Patrick
0: Reed and Larry Clayman behind. But I, before we go into proper golf, uh, just uh, the sort of thing that tickles me, Donald Trump has won the uh, club cha- the senior club championship at Trump International Golf Club in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, I saw a report. Uh, but he won despite not playing the first round of the tournament. Members arrived right, quote here uh, from the Palm Beach Post. Members arrived. Right, good, I said, good scoop. Tom DeAngelo, really good. Well done. Uh, members arrived right on the second day. Surprised to see Trump with a five-point lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He he had played. uh, He didn't play in the first round of the 36-hole tournament because he was at a funeral in North Carolina.
2: uh, Diamond and Silk. somebody... Oh, you need to watch. You need to watch some of the clips from that.
0: Is this the one where he says this is taking too long? He's got to deliver a eulogy.
2: Yeah, but he talked about himself for 45 minutes at a funeral. It's quite amazing. Anyway, uh, Trump told tournament organizers he played a strong round at the course on Thursday, two days before the tour. So they counted that one. Yeah. So twenty uh, first title. He now has more majors than uh, Jack.
0: Uh, anyway, the completely Yeah, he's uh, he is just a beauty. Uh, so, <laughs> and it was a st- oh, just a wider point, Jeff. It's something that's been bugging me for a while. It's not something you, that you would probably notice because you're not you know not in, you do know, kind of file your scores or post your scores. But people, the the whole handicap system changed a couple of, a year ago or a couple of years ago and it's completely out of whack now people are just making up their handicaps it's ridiculous yeah. uh you know if your handicap's not what you want it to be you just post you know you just put, put people are just posting scores see are I, you seeing
2: it Well, which way are they
0: are well, they, both the ways stuff well both well, ways well, yeah but but where it does it does have a slight impact see at the elite amateur level especially in the uh in in, in europe where a lot of these events are uh, you know the fields are made up for a lot of these elite amateur events, and there's people, and the way you take the I think Wagger is the you know the world amateur golf ranking. That's the first way the organisers select start selecting the field, but then they start topping up the field with based on handicaps, and you know people are putting entering these events with just just completely outrageous handicaps, which are no way a reflector game because you can see that in the outcome of you know when they actually go and play. You right. you have people you have plus four handicaps are shooting fifteen over par. I mean it's just ridiculous. Um so it is being used in a slightly nefarious way to to undermine, you know, the quality of these fields. Uh, people, for instance, again, who cares, right? I uh, say I know somebody who cares. He was bitching about it and he's over the kitchen table the other day. Uh, People were balloted out of you know big events uh, last summer. You know, mm. in, in amateur golf, people are getting balloted out. You know, with plus three handicaps or wh- whatever. It, it's it's the whole hand. It's like grade inflation in high schools in all over the world. It's like handicap inflation. It's uh, yeah. It's slightly.
2: I was going to make the grade uh, analogy, but um, well, what 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 do you think has changed that has freed people up? to do this is that well, the 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 way the way the posting is done or well, just well, a general statement about society
0: well yeah well, well it's a way that the, the the posting i mean it's a completely it's a you know it's like an honesty box and you're now able to post scores from general play so if you and i go out and knock it around you know early country club this afternoon you know, you can essentially, I'm sure you wouldn't, but you could essentially post any score you wanted, depending yep. on on how you wanted your handicap to go. Anyway, uh, a lot, of, obviously the vast majority of people will, will, will play by the book, but there's, you know, just anyway. But Donald Trump is at the forefront of this. I mean, I would trust trust anything he says about his golf. Obviously not. Um, anyway, I feel sorry for the other people at this golf course who played, played on Saturday. Oh, please. Yeah, right, okay. I don't feel sorry for <laughs> them at all. Anyway, on on to proper golf. Uh, The uh, uh, John Ram uh, won the Amex Palm Springs uh, the weekend. I think that's his fourth win in six. Fourth win, fourth win in six. Uh, Did you Did you see any of it? I actually sat and watched the whole thing. Did you see any? I did. I watched
2: the uh, I watched the conclusion. It was It was a good finish. It was interesting. Uh, And he, I don't even think. What would you call that? His B game yeah it wasn't yeah. uh he didn't actually it was quite amusing I, no was, I, i'm saying that in a complimentary yeah, way yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah. absolutely it's, it's, yeah wow <laughs> he just won and, and it was a yeah there were a lot of guys coming at him and there were people throwing up some great scores and and yeah he played fine he made some and but was he as crisp as he can be No, which has got to be uh, a little scary for some of the guys out there
0: I didn't actually check the final number, but at some points, you know, two thirds of the way through Sunday, around the the there was a uh, they, they put it up on the screen. I think he'd hold about twenty three foot of putts at, at that point. I mean, it really right. was. He, he didn't he'd, he didn't hold a uh, he'd hardly hold a putt on Sunday. Uh, Davis Davis Thompson quite impressed. Another what oh, God, I mean, <laughs> looks like another good player at the University of Georgia. I mean, he I thought he would buckle, but it was uh, really impressive.
2: A very good player. Yeah, hard to watch. Um, doesn't look like he's having much fun to out there. It, it's a. I, re- I remember the watching him in college, and and you know, there's just some people who are. Fun to watch and look like they're enjoying themselves. Yeah. And he just it looks like he's he always looks to me like he's about to start crying. He's not. I think it's just the way his eyes are or his lips or his. It, 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 it's just one of those things. Yeah, there's been, there are baseball players like that where scouts have always have said, don't, just don't watch him between, between pitches. You'll, you'll hate the person, but just watch the swing, watch them, look at the numbers. Yeah, it's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Not a, not a, not a, i'm not saying he's a bad human being he's just he just kind of a person you watch he looks sort of pouty or cranky or uh, unhappy and um obviously uh, say it's a pretty scary situation
0: <laughs> you played well and it yeah. could
2: just be that i mean it could just be the intensity of of the pressure uh, yeah in that situation and he and he has that look and yeah yeah it, it first first time really in contention in a in a tour event on on a course that even though that's so short now for them it's still. There's still a lot going on out there. It's it's not easy uh, by any means, and in the stadium's uh, a couple little weird things, and you 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 can make a seven as he did early in the round, which made the which made the fact that he hung around so impressive because he because he doubled the uh, yeah he doubled the fifth hole I think yeah uh, the uh, can I ask you a couple of courses really what do you think of that course Uh you know I always liked it the way Pete flat i mean dead flat ground and did what he did it's hard to watch for me now because the greens have um shrunk so much they so you just so clearly need to be rebuilt um and so you've lost all these cool hole locations you got some weird bounces you know the island green it's got this massive thing of fringe around it and you're like you guys can't fix this green and get these things back to their original size and so there's been some deterioration and and uh the the architecture that's a little disappointing but it's shocking to think that that was a place that even the players said besides you know tip o'neill couldn't get out of that bunker on 16 (laughs) that that the players said we don't want to come back here we can't play this and now they're you know 27 under and on their b game in Rom's case and and it um it's it's just an example of where the, the game is, is completely changed by the uh, the equipment a- and the working out and the working out. Um, never forget. So, yeah, it's um, I enjoy it because it's it's yeah, I, I just want a good finish. And it it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting down the stretch and stuff happens and you have an island green and a but I mean, 18 is just such a short hole for them now. Um, yeah. So things like that.
0: Actually, that was the other question I had talking about the eighteenth. So John Ram kind of flares out his. I think it was a two iron he hit off the tee, and he got. Is it me or is it? I remember the days. Listen to old man me, but I remember when a like a fairway bunker was a like tricky. I mean, Ram got in that bunker, and it was like you know, it was almost like better than being in the fairway because the lie was nice and tight, and yeah, I, I the. the Nobody seems to miss these fairway bunker shots anywhere. What's that? Is that a function of the, the bunkers not being right? Or is that a function of just the equipment or just techniques better? I don't know.
2: It's it's To me, it's always been the sign of uh, when you want to see how different a professional golfer is from a very good player, <laughs> drop them in a fairway bunker. Really? It, it always it blows my mind, even when they don't have a perfect lie, how well they clip the ball and then you go to a you go to other events and you watch people in a fairway bunker and and it's just they're on a they're on another level and it speaks to how the guys clip the ball um okay. they're they're amazing they, they blow my mind i mean i've seen shots at riviera where, where the a couple of the fairway bunkers are so tough and you just think no that's you can't hit it on the green from there so yeah and, and they're also just perfectly primped and you know the tour likes them firm. Um, that is part of it but, but a lot of it is just the way they that was a great shot under pressure oh, I don't on. I don't care I don't care how good the lie is it's still it's still sand no? Ah, not can't. for me it just, it just seems like nobody misses it
0: it's the same with I mean Fitzpatrick shot at the US Open clearly a great shot in the circumstances
2: but it wasn't that hard a shot for a pro golfer oh I, mean, I was right there it was oh right, okay if he misses it slightly it catches the face yeah but that's that's the
0: point it's,
2: they do it. I don't know. I, I still am. I'm blown away. I would love to see bunkers not be so uh, primped and the tour, you know, asking places to give them so much attention, watering them, firming them. Uh, the players have way too much say on that. And the USGA still does not do that. They, they don't intentionally fluff up the sand, but they also don't do all that stuff. They're not out there watering them and putting in, I mean, Riviera used to have to put in tennis court clay, uh, after a few guys griped in the late nineties. Yeah. This greenish weird stuff to firm them up. And, um, that's absurd. It's a hazard. It's a, it's, it's supposed to be difficult and they have so much less meaning, but I still have tremendous admiration for the shots they hit out of them. I always think you can tell when you, and they're
0: they're not struggling to dig their feet in when they're taking their stance, but it's, you know, it's that you get more sand in there, make it, yeah, make it harder. Because yeah. at this stage, as I say, it seems to me that nobody ever misses a fairway bunker shot. Um, anyway, see, so that's <laughs> I've wrote this down. John's, I think John's Ram scoring average for the P, John Ram's scoring average for the PGA Tour this year, this season is sixty six point three. Yeah, that's, yeah, going
2: back to the 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 beginning of the wraparound.
0: around. It's uh, bon- bonkers. Uh, what is he world number? I, mean, I,
2: I really have not not much a lot of interest in
0: this. Uh, is official, it three, is it I think three he got up to three. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of silly, isn't it? I mean, it's, I mean
2: it's... it is, it is. But as Rory said today, it really doesn't matter what numbers in front. He's, he's playing unbelievably. And, but yeah, it, it's not a, a great look for the world ranking, but we've had this before where, where people do things or they don't do things and they move up, uh, they're not playing and they don't move and somebody wins and they don't move ahead of it. Yeah. It's always had some of these weird, uh, issues and it really doesn't matter at the top unless you're the accountant of John Rahm and you're wanting to uh, send that invoice for reaching number one <laughs> to uh, Callaway for the hundred thousand dollar bonus or whatever it is. But oh. it's it's more meaningful down in that in those places where you're talking about getting into major championships and and things like that. It it and there are a lot of people scrutinizing that right now. But man, is it tedious to talk about and. Uh, to the average casual fan, I, I just wince whenever I see it. I, I mean, I'm happy people are keeping them honest and so keeping an eye on it, but, oh, gosh, is yeah. it painful to, to read about. It is not an interesting topic in golf. And, by the way, in golf it also has so much less meaning than, say, tennis, where it it impacts your seating in, in, a, in a tournament. Yeah. It, it, it's a different deal. The rankings really are just just simply very different there. I, I, um, well, the only time it matters is uh, the match playing. nobody cares about that. You
0: you bring up tennis. I'm halfway through the uh, tennis doc on on Netflix. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, hopefully the golf thing is a little bit better than that. A little yeah. bit more uh, re- revealing and incisive. Um yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see. Here, uh, the other uh, speaking of golf courses, the Yaz Links, the G- what, the the HSBC in Abu Dhabi. It was a uh, Yaz Links. I forgot. I Moved there. I've actually played that golf course. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a Kyle Phillips classic. Uh, pretty much a kind of fake links along the lines of uh, Kings Barnes. Don't know. Did you see much of that? that I
2: pretty- did. I thought the finish was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it was really fun watching guys play shots and then try to feed the ball, um, which we, is what we love about Augusta. And you wish We you wish you had more hole locations used like that in golf uh, because it it, it's so much. It's so great on TV. It's so great in person. People root the ball. It's a thrill that uh, is why people love the Masters so much. Watching that ball when when you know somebody's placed it and they're intentionally feeding it, it's just the most thrilling thing in the game. Not not watching somebody hit a 340 and those two shots. Uh, well, Perez's shot was amazing, and then Min Lee. I, I I watched it and I went because uh, I saw the I, I saw the. Um, I saw the tease on it that you and i like, well, well, that was great. That ball was going way too fast to go in the hall and they're like, oh, wait a second, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> coming was... back and it had a chance under pressure. Great shot. He's really uh, going to be a fun player to watch to see what he does this year. He's clearly who, who, playing uh, beautifully.
0: Are we talking about Minwoo Lee? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I uh, I saw
0: <laughs> I saw him playing the Pacific Coast Amateur up at uh, Olympic Club. Of course, it was nine o'clock in the morning, and it was a Thursday, and I think he was. 15 shots behind the leader, I've never seen a more, <laughs> I've never seen a guy more, it was cold and foggy oh, and wet, yeah. I have never seen a more miserable guy in my life, great, <laughs> phenomenal, he's one of these guys, he's really hot, and I mean, he can be brilliant, but you can also, yeah. you know, it's, uh, yeah, he won that Scottish Open, uh, Renaissance, a couple of years ago, a couple of summers, last right, summer, right. Um, anyway, I think he's on the cusp of getting to the top, for, so he'll, he'll be an elite player, I would imagine, uh, very, very shortly. Uh, and the golf course, oh, actually, before, I forget, talking about great shots, you, those two shots you bring up were great. Uh, the ones I loved were the Migliosi. Oh, yeah. Know. Oh, those two, uh, I think two irons or something. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. I, I could watch that. And again, you're right, rooting for the ball. I mean, just a, the ball's up. The game's always much more interesting when the ball's on the ground.
2: It just is. Well, when it's moving in the air, and then, yeah, oh. when it's on the ground, and when it's doing things. And again, people recognize controlled uh, yeah. they love control. I mean, when you go to a tournament, people go bonkers when a, when a guy hits a ball and it takes one bounce and stops, you know, they, that's what you, where you hear the oohs and ahs, uh where they do something that we can't, the rest of us can't do. And so, yeah, I, 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 I he's really quite the long iron player. Uh, how many times has he done this now where he's yeah. hit these killer yeah. long irons, which yeah. of course nobody have, Really, we never get long irons anymore. But uh, so it's exciting when when you see somebody doing it. So those shots
0: probably two two seventy those shots, and for probably on the ground for eighty yards or a third of the yeah. journey, a third of the journey. Imagine. Yeah. I mean, that was just. It's it's uh, great. Yeah, yeah and
2: the, these boneheads that the you, know, you argue with them. Ah, oh, people want to see them hit it long and they're athletes and hit a wedge and no, they don't. And and you hear that. I bet you're. here. I hear it all the time now. I'm tired of watching them hit wedge into every hole. Yeah. The uh, what about the Yazlinks? Links?
0: Any thoughts on that? Do you, have no, uh,
2: none at all. <laughs> Other than I love those hole locations that allowed the guys to feed the ball uh, to the hole. That was yeah. great. Good yeah. job by the the DP World Tour setup team.
0: Okay. Uh, right. Uh, uh, it's
2: uh, Dubai this week. Uh, actually, I keep on asking one question for you. What do you think of that golf course, Dubai? Yeah. Oh, I've never been, but I, yeah, I I don't enjoy watching it every year. It's not, uh, I will be, car- the only thing that really intrigues me is what, will we have the bank shot thing going on 18 again? Yeah. The, uh, uh that's always a little bit of a freak show that last hole, but, uh, no, I don't, uh, you come on Lawrence. Please. Well, it's a much beloved golf course
0: on the European Tour. I mean, you—you really—you all I ever
2: see it. is a picture. Well. Of the the night was it? The ninth tee with the skyline. No, the eighth tee. Yeah. Well, and of Go course, the,
0: uh, the European Tour has been pushing the uh, Monty 1996 driver off the deck. Uh, I say I can't remember the last time I played the course. It wasn't that long ago? But uh, even I can hit my driver off that tee past where Monty hit his drive. <laughs> And if if Migliosi was at the Mon, the plaque where, where Monty hit his shot from, he'd probably be hitting a five iron. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, yeah, the game has changed in you know, oh, state in the obvious, twenty five years, whatever it is. Uh, anyway, so looking forward to that. You might, yeah, I guess we'll we'll both tape it and and, and watch it. We'll Wake up in the morning. Uh, the other
2: just to finish, Jeff, and, one, by, and breaking news uh, while we've been talking the first round uh don't judge the first round by the lack of spectators <laughs> they, they have apparently a weather uh oh that's alert, right yeah. and they've uh put out a notice that fans will not be in attendance and allowed on the property in round one so i assume it's about it's supposed to really blow so that should be that that, that should is spelling that is it starts should, at 11:30 our our time tonight i i yeah. um,
0: yeah, I do remember some bad weather over there. Anyway, listen, yeah. uh, the other just to finish off on uh, on the PGA tour, uh the uh, uh Tory Pines this week. You did you did a piece on Tory Pines for issue 3 of McKellar, I think. I did. Uh, um, I did. Uh I'm trying to phrase this properly. I
2: don't want to misrepresent to you uh It not, sucks? Uh, I no, I, I think I used the word sucks in the article, which I was a big line for me to cross. The uh expressing regret about the uh, about
0: the redo uh Again, like red <laughs> Well, I'm trying to. You
2: know. it's, it's crap. <laughs> it's uh, what's wrong with it? Everything. Uh, it doesn't take advantage of the land. The uh, I mean, the biggest problem. Now, I have a bias. I had my best college finish in the Southern California Intercollegiate. Oh, there. Oh God. And 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 I finished second to Kevin Riley. But I remember so well. Every and look, the green complexes were not masterpieces, but they were all different, Lawrence. They all had different shapes and they were you know the the bells and billy bell who worked with george thomas yeah. here and then his son they love to do little things like put a little mound and the green would wrap around it and you'd get a neat little back pin now, the 10th hall used to have one of those the tory every freaking green there is bunker left bunker right they have these goofy rims around them just shoddy construction work i mean just shoddy they should be sued uh, every green's propped up the only good thing is they've kept the Kikuya out of the approaches. Not that any of the guys, <laughs> not that any of them use the approach, but in the U.S. Open, you, you might. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's, it, there's, it's, it doesn't generally. It, a lot of the greens kind of fight um, a good shot. There really isn't a lot of reward or uh, to go at certain pins and and play away from others. You know that kind of nuance. It's just gone from the place it's why fickle phil mickelson just hates it now after growing up on it i don't think tiger really tiger figured out a way to embrace it um and not let it get in his head but i don't think he thinks highly he of it he can't. um and uh it, the bunkers are ugly the the lack of um i mean the fourth hole you had this they couldn't incorporate the cliffs properly they've tried to fix it i i i it's a little better uh by the way those bluffs i'm gonna have it in my newsletter the uh the bluffs are col- had a massive collapse uh, just beyond the 12th hole there uh on uh what was that monday really quite amazing video yeah well
0: on the north or south course
2: i haven't seen it. on the on the south i mean yeah. it, it won't affect the course it's so far it, it, it's so far from the yeah you know big those bluffs are I mean, yeah. it's such a magnificent place and uh so it it, it it's it's more of the uh it's closer to the, the the port there where the gliders take off, yeah. but it, it's a stunning collapse. But anyway, it's just all those factors. There's all this irrigated turf, which I wrote about in the piece. It, it isn't necessary, and it's it's um, it's just a waste of a great a great property in a lot of different ways. And and look, it's not going to host a major again. There's there's nothing. And it's locked up for uh, a long time, and Tori's not on the on the uh, radar.
0: You're telling me that. Uh, it's not open for one of the three slots still available for the U.S. Open between now and
2: 2051. No, uh, uh, I mean, the PGA of America could shock us and want to go there, but i yeah. they're pretty locked up for a while, too. I mean, they should, although May is actually would be a little tricky there because that is when the fog can can be problematic to the point where you don't play all day and um, they don't need that on there. I mean, I'd rather them consider Chambers Bay in May, although I know their weather can be a little bit dicey still, but not like Torrey
0: the uh a big blow to the city of san San diego because you spend any time there
2: people are really proud of you know of tory well Uh, yes and i mean maintenance wise it's so much better they they you know they put a little the money they actually make back into it um and so yes it's had a great transformation in that sense it was it was it was not only bad architecturally but it was or declining architecturally and then it was not well maintained so at least they've got the maintenance dialed in and that that helps for 90 percent of the population the, to, uh, to view it positively
0: the uh yeah i played it a couple of years ago to bring my layman's eye to it i i just thought i couldn't i'm you know you mentioned the bunkering it was just i it really was like a child childhood put the yeah it's ugly yeah it, it, it's uh no
2: artistry at all just zero and it, it's such a place that uh lends itself to that it lends itself to some split fairways you know with one kind of on the edge of the edge of the cliffs taking advantage of of the uh the it's just such a unique hazard they have there these sage scrub canyons anyway and i and then of course what i wrote in the piece and i'm not going to do one of these where i tell you the whole piece but i tried to explain how the lodge there is my favorite kind of architecture arts and crafts southern california there were these great architects the green brothers who Kind of merged uh, this arts and crafts with Frank Lloyd Wright style, and it's just they the people who did it. The if you know anything about it uh, or ever toured one of those houses, the it's just brilliantly done. And there's always this great smell and the fire in the fireplace and all the detail work and that love of attention to detail. Whoever those architects were, I mean, it just couldn't be. Yeah farther from from that out on the on the property and that's that's the bummer so uh but I love the area I love the 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 fans down there they they turn out well for the event and um but yeah they've got brutal rough this year so be ready for a a weird uh a weird finish it's like major hack out stuff they probably haven't been able to mow it cuz of the rain that might have been part of the problem I'm yeah. sure by now they can get mowers on it but
0: yeah I looked uh I I saw somebody I wouldn't name the person uh uh, it was one of the uh, one of the broadcasters heading down there, saying it's lush, it's long, it's going oh. to be exciting. It's, and I was just thinking, it's lush and long, and it'll be the opposite of exciting. But maybe not. We'll get a decent enough field. Uh, jo- I think John Rams in it again, so. Um Actually, the other thing is the driving range here is pretty... I mean, the pros must hate that driving range. Just,
2: oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's not good. No, it's not good. But they're spoiled. Uh, it's good enough for what they need in terms of it's got grass. They can go to the... Although the problem, of course, you know, is that now it's too short. Yeah, that's right. And Bryson, you know, was bombing the uh, the other tee at the end. And, oh, uh, yeah. It's, um, no, it's not a great... Great range, and then of course they they have a tournament, uh, which is better now. They used to have just a straight pro am, but on the north on the weekends, they they now have the uh, the tour, the AP. Uh, oh gosh, now I'm getting the initials wrong. Anyway, they have they have a lot going on during the tournament, but. Uh, uh, I also read though that John Rahm was playing with some some influencers in his pro am round yesterday. So I don't know if they're selling that many pro am spots these days. The uh, I saw he was also playing with Gareth with Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale and what? then two uh, Michael Collins and and then he couldn't remember the Tisha something. I, he said I can't remember what I can never remember her last name. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but uh, again, we better cut this. We better we've got to get on to Ian Carter. But uh, I know
0: somebody posted Gareth Bale's golf swing. My goodness, it is i mean genuinely you had never
2: seen it i well Jesus, I even i'd seen his golf swing come on my goodness it was it was perfect well you know, he's he's he, he, he's a great athlete and he loves the game yeah. and he's been seen a lot when he was his doing his time here in la and he you know he's going to play the at&t uh at pebble beach um oh i saw that this morning uh, but, uh, really quickly it started today i'm
0: i i will not read you the scores um but scoring isn't great uh, as you would expect uh I missed this, Jeff. Why is it? T- why is it finishing on Saturday? Is that an NFL related thing?
2: Yeah, it's to avoid the the, the conference championship games, which uh, get massive ratings, and so farmers uh, uh, talked uh, was talked into doing this. And and Jim Nance calls this from the That's press right, box, yeah. <laughs> uh, which will this week will be uh, Kansas City. I think it may have been Kansas City last year. Wait anyway yeah it would have been uh yeah uh, well, well. it was a buffalo last year anyway uh, whatever I've already forgotten the Rams won the Super Bowl that's all that mattered but uh yes so uh that's why they finished on Saturday right. it's a good move uh this at will least be, for the American audience this will mean nothing to anybody but it means something to
0: me Maverick McNeely three under in the early score. Uh, three under after nine he's my he's my breakthrough tip this year. breakthrough
2: player this year, He's right? my
0: breakthrough player um okay we're, we're frantically searching for some gambling sponsors not really is, is maverick going to go deep in the playoffs to... <laughs> right okay do we do anything as cheap as uh predicting who's gonna mean nearly might win this week actually you know he might win because i think that golf course might suit him I, anyway he, he's
2: my he's my have you got a big
0: tip for the year jeff before we crack on no
2: no, I yeah. need to see. I need to see the players. I, well, normally I would see them at Torrey, but I'm not going this year. Well, so I'll see them at Riviera, and then I'll let you know uh, oh, yeah. okay. who I'm- I watch. I stumble. On, I usually stumble on somebody and go, "Oh, he's going to be really good," or, or I stumble on somebody and go, "Yeah, okay, that's not going to last. That's that's yeah. what's going on here." But uh, yeah, no, I'm anxious to see some. Some people I haven't seen Tom Kim play. I'm looking forward to that at Riv. I assume he's going to play because it's a, a designated event. So yeah. there are a few people I've got. I've started to to, to make a little list uh, that I want to go watch because Riviera is the best place on the tour to go watch somebody. There's because some, you get close, so you get to kind of see some you get to hear and see and anyway it's very it's it's the best we're very lucky here
0: i I might i nip down to pebble and watch a bit of of that uh i might just put the clubs in the back of the car just in case you never know uh they're gonna be looking to fill out
2: that field but the professional side uh they definitely are gonna have a little trouble yeah. i can't wait to see i cannot wait to see who they have to call on to fill out that thing
0: uh, right anyway listen we'll crack on uh friend of the pod E carter the bbc's uh, golf correspondent we had a good chat with him last night uh on all things dubai all things european tour uh we talked to him about obviously uh rory's return and rory's uh ever-growing stature in the world of professional golf Uh, we also talked to him about uh, the general mood on the european tour quite interesting he had a sit down with uh, keith pelly uh, earlier in the week that was interesting as well anyway uh let's go on with uh, ian carter our friend of the pod ian carter how you doing my friend
1: yeah, I'm very well, thank you, uh, uh, Lawrence. I, I'm I'm delighted that your editing skills will mean that the uh, attempts to uh, introduce me um, with a bit more grace just completely failed miserably there. But that's the magic of uh, of the podcast world, isn't it?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was trying to say you were probably the most respected golf broadcaster in the UK, but uh, I couldn't get it out. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure I believe it, but anyway. Um, <laughs> no, no, well, I certainly don't. Uh, we are talking to you, uh, you, well, we're talking to you from home, but you, you're you in Dubai uh, this week. I, I guess, uh, if, I, if you don't mind, Jeff, I'm going to jump straight to the big news. Uh, the, the tea kerfuffle. Patrick Reed <laughs> threw a tea somewhere in the vicinity of Rory McIlroy. Can you give us a, any updates, any breaking news updates on this, scene?
1: Well, I'm not really um, I'm not really the the, the news hound of the moment that I I heard about this this evening uh, or rather. Yes. Yesterday evening, Uh, I was I I read the the report that said it was the talk of the range. and I spent quite a lot of time on the range yesterday and no one mentioned it to me. And as someone at the bar, uh, I thought very wittily uh, referred to it as a storm in a tea (laughs) peg. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hang on,
1: hang on. Let me guess who that was. That wasn't James yeah. Corrigan, was it? Uh, he was he was present, but I think we probably have to credit David Facey of the Sun wow. mm. uh, for, for for that one, which is um, you know exactly uh, <laughs> it's it's his stock in trade, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Look, I, I think it's no secret that um, there's there's no love lost between Rory McElroy and and Patrick Reed these days. Um, you know, I've been out here in the Middle East the last the last two weeks, and we've had the quite a few of the live players taking part in these DP World Tour events. Um, and depending on who you speak to, you know, there are people who who find that you know quite offensive. There are others who say, well. What else can we do right now? Let's just get the court case out of the way. Let's let's just, you know, chill out and 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 carry on. So, um, yeah, we we smiled when we saw when, when we saw that story. But um, as to whether or not a TPEG was thrown in anger, um or like a javelin or, or what i don't know i mean come on this yeah. is just well, well wait
2: we a go. second now wait a second now we don't know if it was a four inch tee or a three inch yep. tee that could make a big difference <laughs> yeah. uh we don't know if it was sidearm you know uh or, or, or did, was it just a kind of a flick and then now there's a report tonight Ian. just yeah you can mock this Group chat golf on Instagram. One of the great news sources on the planet, right there with the BBC, is reporting <laughs> that it was a four aces tee that he threw at him—a branded tee. So well, he'll need of course we back. don't know, you know.
1: He'll need that back for Maya Koba. Yes, uh, yes. If I can uh, bring a bit of uh, adult
0: analysis to this, um, oh, the, 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 I mean, it's more my interest doesn't lie in the. The tea thing, but but, but you, what's the kind of? I think there was t- twelve
1: live golfers in Abu Dhabi last week. I don't know how mm-hmm. many are there this week. Um so What's the kind of mood it's like? a similar here? number, but uh Abraham answer here as well. All right. Okay. Mm.
0: I just, I, I mean, what, is there? Can you pick up any sense of what it's like? I mean, is is Poulter talking to. I mean, it sounds like high school. But it's Poulter talking to Rory. Is Westwood talking I thought You were going to elevate I this, know, that, but, <laughs> but, but I mean that's what people want. That's what I want to know.
1: I mean. Um, I think by and large, what I've seen has been pretty cordial. I mean, I stood chatting with Henrik Stenson with another journalist, uh, last, uh, what was it Wednesday in Abu Dhabi? And, and there was just a steady stream of people walking up, shaking hands with them saying, good to see you. Um, and that was from, from the DP world tour for It was other players. It was caddies. It was officials. Um, so you know, if they, if we're in the middle of a civil war, then it's 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 civil is the right word because it it doesn't feel like there's that much animosity. Now I'm not playing it down because I know that this is this is massive for for the game of golf going forward. But I think there's a general acceptance that, as it stands at the moment, these guys are entitled to be playing in these events, and until a court rules otherwise, or I shouldn't call it an arbitration panel rules otherwise, then that's what's going to happen. And everyone's just kind of getting on with it. They realise they're playing for $9 million. They realise they're in a pretty pretty um, privileged position, in all honesty. And and so, you know, and maybe there are a dozen players who would have been in the field here who are feeling very hard done by, but they're not here, so I'm not hearing from them. And no one's sort of kicking up a fuss. On social media, in 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 that regard, so that's that's the honest answer of how of how it is, Lawrence. The uh, uh, in was
2: there was there an explanation? You you mentioned the uh, arbitration. Three players,
1: uh,
2: Garcia, Schwartzel, and Grace, have withdrawn. Was there an explanation as to to why they did that?
1: No, it was just um, presented as a statement of fact. None of the three uh, are, are here either. Um, so, I mean. Potential I don't know. I mean, we've seen players slip away from the PGA Tour antitrust um, uh, case as well, haven't we? Um, mm. You know, you just get the impression that they can't be bothered, really. Um, and, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that is the case. Um, so there were there were sixteen originally. Now it's down to to thirteen, um, and kind of all eyes are on. February the 6th to the, the 10th, which is when this hearing will take place in in London. But then again, there's nothing to see because it's all behind closed doors and it's going to be several weeks before we get a verdict on it. And up until that point, those players can carry on playing.
0: Can, can I ask you, can you just lay out for the late, well, there's probably no lay people, there's all golf nerds listening to this, but for those who actually don't know, can you just tell <coughs> us what's taking place on February the 6th? Or, or do you, are you as confused as I am? Yeah
1: well it 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 is it is a little confusing but basically what it is is it's a, a a dispute resolution service um called sporting resolutions who both sides have agreed should rule on this and 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 what's at the heart of it is whether or not the dp world tour can uh can punish players for refusing to uh go with the waiver that they that they were seeking so those players applied for a waiver to say i want to play a live event the the dp world tour said no you're not getting that permission they went anyway that's why they're referred to as as rebels and then the the very first point that they could be punished was the scottish open last year from the first live event and so they were banned from that and given a hundred thousand pound fine so they appealed the players appealed against that and that is why we're now going to hear that appeal in in february now what is less clear there are two things that are less clear one is will the losing side be able to appeal the answer to that question is yes they they can appeal so it is not strictly speaking a binding decision but that appeal then has to go to the courts and by going to this arbitration service They've avoided having to go to the courts. So will they appeal? We'll have to wait and see whoever loses the case. Um, and the other thing that that isn't clear is what happens when it's decided? So say, say the DP World Tour wins. What does that mean that they can do? Does that mean that these live players are going to be banned indefinitely and in, in the way that they are on the PGA tour you talk to dp world tour figures and they'll say well no not necessarily um can they be fined yes yeah i think we can safely say they can be fined and there'll be big fines but does that mean that they're they're banned they're they're not going to be eligible for the for the Ryder Cup going forward all those kind of things that remains to be seen and equally if the players win um does that mean we're just in the status quo and they can come and go between tours and have we got which in Europe we we always refer to in uh, football terms as the the Bosman situation that freedom of contract thing because potentially that is what this could prove to be if the if the live players win the case so I hope that i probably complicated it even more there to be honest Lawrence but that that's that's my understanding
0: well, the way, I was thinking two things as you were speaking. One, it's amazing the level of professionalism you bring to this and clarity you bring to this compared to knuckleheads like
1: me. But uh, the
0: second thing is, it, it, I mean, it, it's
1: five days, isn't it? Five days, yeah. So it's uh, February the 6th to the 10th, Monday to Oof. Friday. Oof. I, um, I, I can't imagine that
0: any... I mean, the point of going to arbitration is to avoid the... the, 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 the the length, the money, the lawyers, the cost. Although that won't matter to the mm. to the Saudis, but I can't imagine the European Tour will will take this to the court. I mean, I just I just can't. It's like an asymmetrical war, really. I mean, the European Tour. Mm. I mean, they can't afford to do this. So I'm guessing if they lose, then it's as you say, it's it's all all kind of bets off. I mean. I don't do you have any idea when the uh, the decision will be announced. Will be right afterwards, or I guess it'll take a bit of a while.
1: Several weeks, we would say. Could could be. It could take several weeks. But I mean, it's it's impossible to know. You've got two um, cases, so senior um, barristers yeah. and a retired high court judge. They're they're the panel, um, and they specialize in dealing with these these kind of hearings. So, you know, if. if that they have to consider all the evidence that will be put before them. Uh, we know that Keith Pelley and Keith Waters from the, the DP World Tour are going to be giving evidence on behalf of them. Um, I don't know who else might be. Um, and, and what we don't know is whether these players, whether Westwood and Poulter and the, the, the likes of them, are going to have to turn up or is it their representatives or is it their lawyers um, who will 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 put their case um, forward, you know, in in the course of the the five days? Uh, is it and it's entirely private? Do, you, do we know actually know the, the
0: building that's taking place, or is that... So, you know,
1: uh, it's people... it's uh, we know it's in London. We know it's behind closed doors. We know there's no going to be no access to the proceedings as would be the case in open court. Um, it's you know it's a private hearing. Um, and no one is going to be issuing any comment until the verdict is known.
0: Can I? I, I the other thing I wanted to ask you: I, Do you get a sense <laughs> that the the, the, the the say the European tour particularly is you know bated breath, waiting for this? Are they scared? or they? I mean, do you get a sense, any sense of what they're?
2: Well, I
1: I I don't. I, it's hard. We were trying to get that that sense. Um, we ha- we had um, a number of journalists had some time with. Keith Pelly this week in in Dubai and you know we asked are you confident and he just wouldn't go there yeah. he just would not entertain any kind of so it, we came away with more questions than than answers in in all honesty but uh, you know again something that's very hard to gauge is how damaging would it be to the tour to lose i mean they they're talking about protecting the interests of their members but you look at this week in Dubai and suddenly Abraham answers in the field. He's looking for somewhere to play. He's looking for somewhere to get world ranking points and he can't play on the PGA tour. So, Hey, he's going to play here. He's going to play on the Asian tour next week in Saudi Arabia. Um, And so suddenly if the DP world tour loses this, this case, then there is going to be a whole load of live players who are very big names who are going to be looking for places to play, and and that will in- strengthen the, the the DP World Tour events. And at least you know by going through this process, they can turn around to the PGA Tour and say, "Look, we did, we did all we could. You know, we're still your friends. We're still in a strategic alliance. But now we've lost. And you know, Phil Mickelson wants to come and play that <laughs> tournament. So, you know, that's that. I mean, this is." Pure speculation, obviously, guys. But um, you know, you could you could see a way that actually it wouldn't be the end of the world, and it might be the, the exact opposite for the DP World Tour so to to lose the case.
0: Actually, I, Jeff. Now, you we were talking. Any idea, Jeff? And I were talking today. What's the state of this strategic alliance? Isn't it, Jeff? You know more about this than me. Isn't it meant to be rolled out next year? I mean, I, I'm confused. There seems to have been so many launches and relaunches of this thing.
2: Yeah, the um, operational joint venture partnership now. Yeah, let's. Um, yeah, let's get the name right. They changed it. They oh, had many that's meetings, so good. and uh, the strategic alliance sounded too much like Star Wars. Uh, yeah, so, I, we keep hearing that that it'll be 2024 is where we'll see the real impact. But it's hard not to already have seen a statement by the designated events this year. And I, I mean, you can argue this all day long because Tory Pines and Farmers this week is a a great sponsor and that's not a designated event, which, um, seemed like a natural, um, but that the Scottish open didn't get one of those designated spots this year to, to really told you that the group of players who are, are in Jay's year are very adamant about not traveling too much. And so I have, I, I don't have a lot of confidence that the obvious vision that most people would have is that you would somehow take these Rolex events uh, and make those a combination with these designated events and have a true uh, partnership between the tours. And I'm just not feeling like that'll happen, but then all the people involved just say there's just too many, too many moving parts and you have to wait till next year. This is all, you know, they're making this up as they go in part. So, I'm trying to be positive, but um, from from what we've seen, the Justin Thomases, Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieths have said uh, we want to play in the United States and <laughs> we don't want to be an international tour. Let Live have and the European Tour have the excuse me the DP World Tour have the rest of the world, and I think that's really disappointing. The um,
0: uh, you, I mean, if if it's the scenario that you just laid out there, Ian, about you know if the European D- Tour loses. What happens if you have a co-sanctioned European Tour and PGA Tour event, and on the European Tour side, Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson show up? Uh, I mean, it just gets pretty messy, doesn't it? And then you, have, you know, it's a, it's a. It,
1: well, it does, um, but it's. Uh, I think that those players are would be eligible to be members of the DP World Tour, and so therefore they could play. Um so, but then yeah, it's it just becomes a it, it just becomes a, a, a real mess, you're right. And and you know what everybody I think is looking for is just a sense of clarity of where we're going forward. And at the moment we're 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 treading water just obviously in abeyance to um what might happen in this court case, but you've got obviously what's happening in America, um which is Trundling on, um, and I think that is going to be a really significant court case in terms of the the future of Live as an as an entity. Um, and you've got everyone turning around, and going, "Oh no, 2024 is when it's all really going to change, and that's when that's when everything's going to look totally different. You've got a whole new um, calendar for golf and." And Keith Pelle saying that, and James monahan saying that, and nobody knows exactly what that's going to look like. We've got a pretty good idea that the fat cats are going to get fatter, but apart from that, we we don't know. And and you can't you can't say well what you, you know. You you ask well what's what's happening? I, I, how is the tour going to improve? Well, oh, wait until twenty twenty four. Everything's wait until twenty twenty four, and well, so we have to. So Pelly didn't sort of give any
0: sort
2: of insight or roadmap map on that when no. you spoke to them this week. Uh, yeah. No, no. Uh, quick question there on just on that, uh, on our side mm-hmm. of the bond and people are, um, I sense still enjoying kind of this as a business story. We're in a weird time in American sports where a lot of people are more interested in the off course or off court, off field, uh, movement versus the actual games themselves um what's what's it like over there in terms of is there a, is there a fatigue uh, yet with all this uh discussion and talk of money and saudis and schedules and world ranking points or are people still intrigued by the uh, the 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 controversy
1: i think it's i think it's starting to wear a little thin because nothing has has changed um for quite some time and obviously the 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 hearing is 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 looming large now um, I know the, the, the piece I I wrote this week, you know, following the, the meeting with with Keith Pelley, there's an awful lot of people who are commenting on there saying, look, I haven't done enough of this, could you talk about the golf? But to be yeah. honest, we've not had that much golf to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, there are obviously some great stories starting to bubble away, not least jo- what John Rahm's been doing on, on both tours through the winter. Um, but I think, I suspect that as we head towards you know, waste management and the the kickoff of all of that. The kickoff of the live tournaments as well, and then head into the build up to the Masters. Then, obviously, the narrative is going to shift. I think much more towards the golf. I say that's a good
0: opening for me. Can, can I ask about Dubai this week? I, I guess the 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 big man's in town. He's back. Yeah. I mean, is he? uh yeah. what, what kind of presence is he hauling? We're talking about Rory, of course.
1: It's amazing. You know, he he, he does have this uh incredible presence now i think um you know i just you know, I, I walked past the putting green on monday and i just thought oh ah, oh, there he is you know and he was just putting away and you know that feeling that you always got when tiger was in his tay day i'm not saying rory mcelroy is tiger woods but he has that kind of presence and certainly at an event like this he is the the main man by by a mile Um, I saw him striding onto the the range yesterday and entourage behind him. Photographers, (laughs) you know, it was it wasn't quite peak tiger, but it was reminiscent of of, of it. Um, And he's speaking at uh, why in about, I don't know, from now, probably three hours time. And um, and everyone wants to know what he's what he's going to say, you know, about the the current situation. Uh, His own game, what's happening with the pressure that John Rahm's been putting him under the top of the the world rankings. The fact that he thinks the new world ranking system is brilliant. And yet John Rahm's won everything and still can't get above four in the world. And, you know, there's so so many things that, you know, we've got a list of questions that we want to ask him. And the great thing about him is that he answers those questions way more than Tiger ever did. So he's a captivating figure. There's no doubt about that. In in terms of the the game, the last time we saw him was here in Dubai at the end of last DP World Tour season when he walked off with the the race to Dubai title.
0: Yeah, uh, that's what he, is that, uh, the desert. Classic, that's his first win as a pro, wasn't it? The Desert Classic. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember it. it. Was, yeah, remember he got himself. In yeah. the back he got himself in the back bunker. I think he he yeah. lost a big
1: lead if I remember rightly, and he, he got did. himself it in that walking. back bunker. Yeah. Yeah, and got up and down and 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 won it yeah yeah um first first tour win and it was a really nervy job it end. was
0: actually a well i think it was justin rose that chased him down I, I remember back then this is a trip down memory i mean just how chubby he was remember he had the hair yeah. and he,
2: oh he... the hair the logos everywhere chubby had a logo <laughs> anywhere you could
1: find and sell one no. <laughs> Anyway, ch- change the... This was the first place I met him. Uh, this, uh, I, so it was a couple of years before he won that tournament. So I think that that would be about 2004 and he played as as an amateur, 2004, 2005. And what a lovely lad. I mean, I always remember, he, you know, I, I introduced him. He said, oh, you're Ian Carter. And I'm like... Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that's never happened before or since. But he was a golf geek. He knew who all the writers were. He knew, you know, he knew everyone around, and he was he was so personable. And he, as we all know, he's remained as such, you know, despite the the enormous sense of golfing celebrity that he now commands.
0: Um, but great to see it. Will be well, great. It'll be well. It's always great to watch him play golf, but it'll be interesting to see how he gets on mm. this week. It's a pretty decent field as well. I've got that right. I haven't, I haven't looked at the t-shirt. Yeah, it's
1: it's. it's mm-hmm. Reasonable. I mean, it, it's uh, it must be two out of the top twenty now because we only had really? one last oh, yeah. last week in Abu Dhabi. But that's you, you know that that cr- crossed my mind that we had an hour with Keith Pelly and nobody brought up the fact that the defending champion isn't here this week, Victor Hovland.
2: Yeah.
1: And you're like, yeah, that's that is a reflection of of the the way that the the calendar has shifted in in america and no one wants to you know we had players come over last year we had colin murakawa and uh, over here um yeah we had big 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 names come over but they can't do that now because there's you know you had obviously the tournament of champions elevated um, waste management just around the corner it, it, it's it's really really difficult for the dp world tour at the moment
0: a couple of things what what i want to ask you why is Hovland not there because you know there's that rumor this week about Hovland and Liv I don't I mean god I mean I, I thought well, when, um, um, there, yeah. there was that kicking. why is Rory in Dubai what's who's he sponsored by is it is it the um is it, the, uh, is it um the watch company what are they called again I can't remember
1: is it I, 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 Omega he's got yeah Omega I, mean, I don't think it's anything it's nothing to do with that the, the sponsors of this stepped up at the last minute actually here um, Who's getting more and more into into golf, one way and another? Um, <clears throat> um, Must be a big appearance fee. I think has to be. I, yeah, yeah. I think I think you know it's been written. Um, I'm sure he's picking up a, a massive check to be here. Um, and he's, we're not going to see see him this side of the pond now until Irish Open. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a. It's it's a long period away, so he he has to spread it out, and I think I do, do think he feels a sense of responsibility to this tour. He's always enjoyed it out here, and and as we've been discussing, he's got that history with this this particular event. So yeah, why not?
0: Anyway, I, well, I thought I, it was
1: interesting he didn't play in Hawaii that opening tournament of champions, which means he's now got to play the remaining 12 elevated events if he's to get the full payout of the um, player impact program yeah
0: because he really needs that full payout from Pip <coughs> yeah
2: yeah, that'll, yeah, that's key to his paying his rent uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, listen uh, one thing uh, one other thing before you go you, I just want you had the uh, I don't know if you watched them I did and it, I was up half the night watching the Hero Cup I really enjoyed it The it was a bit of a success wasn't it was that seen as a success
1: I, I think it was. I think it was seen as as pretty important to uh, Europe for the for the Ryder Cup. Luke Donald getting to know guys. They they did. Um, they, it was interesting. They had two separate team rooms, but there was a, like a partition between. And then once it finished, the partition went up, and you know we're all friends together. And and the overall idea was was very much about the Ryder Cup. And I think you know it. People like Victor Perez, Guido Migliozzi, they were a a fantastic partnership. Um, People got to know each other. I talked to Shane Lowry last week. He was just saying, you know, there are guys there that I just don't know, don't don't see, Uh because I'm in America so much. So just being able to meld them together, you know, I think um, was very helpful. But uh, equally, this is January and the Ryder Cups in September. So who knows who's going to be in for when we get there, um, but I think I think it was something that was missing from the the build up to the last Ryder Cup, which Europe lost by a bigger margin than ever before. There was no equivalent Seve Trophy or or whatever for Padraig Harrington to to kind of exploit. So um yeah, I think it. I think people think it was very worthwhile.
2: Is Padraig a? Uh, does he have Ryder Cup dreams after his fourth place finish last week? Is he? Think
1: he, he could be a captain's pick? Uh, it's funny. I I, I asked him a, about that, and he didn't rule it out. He didn't rule it out. And I know his coach, Pete Cowan, has said, listen, he should be in the team. Um, <laughs> the way he's playing he's faster than he's ever been. He's hitting it further than he's ever been. He said to, he said to us after his 64 on the Saturday, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm playing the best golf I've ever played. Um, and I, I, I was asked that on the air when we played that interview, <laughs> and the <laughs> presenter said, "Do you believe him?" I said, "No." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> when he was playing his best golf, he won back-to-back majors, and he yeah. ended the Open title. So, um, but you know what he's like, and um, he's just enjoying it. That's that's the big difference. He's just enjoying it. He's enjoying being able to play with no real. Kind of pressure on him, and I think that's meaning that he can play very nicely. He played some wonderful golf last week; no doubt.
0: Okay, hey, what about Robert MacIntyre as well? Can I say is a word of? Praise? No, here we go. Oh. Here we but go. He did good. I mean, he really did good. I was. He did good. Listen to my. Uh, uh, syntax. Yeah, wonderful. A really good syntax. But I thought he looked really impressive. It was uh, I mean, not to bore you, but the it was a, a foursomes, and it was hit basically down the 18th, uh, and he was he was up against Moronk. And they both had to hit three woods. The Polish guy from the fairway and McIntyre from the rough. McIntyre hit a much better shot, and then they both had five foot putts to win the win the hole. Half the whole baronk missed his, and McIntyre pff, didn't touch the sides. I thought, did I don't did he? Oh, I think he did lose in the first day. Anyway, I thought he was actually again. we will just finishing this. I
1: thought the European team. I was watching this and thinking, God, that European team might not be half back yeah, no, I think I, I, I think what's really exciting, I mean McIntyre obviously from a British point of view, um, but the, the just a a generation of continental Europeans yeah. that I think could form an identity um for, for them going forward, the likes of Victor Perez, Moronk, you know, yeah. great character, Guido Migliozzi, Um, yeah, you know, Francesco Molinari played fantastically last week. You know, if you've got that sort of level of seniority in there as well. Alex Noren, those kind of people need to show up. And uh, Harrington was saying that to me last week as well. Just, you know, if you get, obviously, superstars of McElroy and Rahm and Hovland at at the top there, then that sort of senior European Noren, Molinari, get a couple of those kind of figures. And then these young guys as well. That's a good team. That's a really good team. And it's a big... Big generational shift from you know the dependence on the Garcia Westwood Polter generation. Good enough to beat the Americans? Who knows? But you know, it's um, it's an enticing prospect. I think. Yeah, get it
0: right up, you Shackleford.
2: No, I I, I think Europe's <laughs> gonna win. I, I, right now, if you look at the teams on paper, I would much rather have the European team, and I'd rather have their rookies. Uh, I mean, right now, our top six are, are Scheffler, Zalatoris, who's coming off an injury, Justin Thomas, Marikawa, Cameron Young, and Chris Kirk. So, uh, I, I and, you know, they're going to have an event there in May. McIntyre played beautifully there last year. Uh, they're going to know the course. Luke Donald's got his I, IFB ready to go after the, <laughs> uh, the Hero Cup. He's dialed in. He knows how to drive his cart. They're going to be. I I think they're going to be great. I I really think they're going to be tough with uh, Fitzpatrick and Rom and Perez. Per, now Perez faded last time, so we'll see if he can keep it going. But uh, I think that's a nice team. And Lowry, uh, if he keeps it going, that's going to be that's going to be a tough group to beat. Don't don't get too disconsolate, uh, Jeff. I think Taylor Montgomery. Oh, I'm not,
0: Taylor Mo- for Europe. I, you I, know that. I think t- Taylor Montgomery <laughs> no, could please. be the new Brett Wetterich. Uh, I think he's coming on strong. <laughs> Tom Tom Hoke is uh, to
2: just, just eighth. I mean, we've got, so, oh boy, we've got, we don't have much depth right now. Anyway, right, it's early. Right, Ian. Listen, thanks for coming on, mate. I will uh, talk to you again soon. Have
0: a
1: great day in Dubai. Cheers, guys. Really enjoyed it. Thanks.